Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. What did he do with this? First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Eagles Unfiltered, presented by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. I'm your co-host, Connor Miles, here going solo right now. Just a quick, brief episode. There's a lot on my mind reading the narratives on the Philadelphia Eagles lately and everything going on with the team. I just wanted to go over a quick couple topics with you guys and you know, steer you away from the negativity because uh, in a world of sports takes in social media where everybody just wants to get the retweet, they want to get the share. They want to get the view. That's all we're focused on is who can have the most popular take and who can get the most interaction on social media is we lost context in that. Nobody has context anymore in their takes. We just spew out the hottest takes. And I mean, the the number one thing I, I see the most, and it's it's so the criticism of Jalen Rager. You know, a lot of people are going to say I'm an apologist for him. And I get that. I, I know I was super high on him and. Of course, he didn't live up to expectations. He didn't live up to his own expectations. He says it all the time. He just had a press conference where he admitted, you know, it wasn't the season that I wanted to have, but let's see if those doubters had the same energy at the end of the season because he's locked in. You know, that guy's laser focused. He wants to be the player that the Philadelphia Eagles invested in to be. And yet we take comments like he says he's he admitted in his press conference that he's going to be lining up in the slot this year, which... Honestly, if you guys didn't expect that, I don't know if you're doing enough research into this coaching staff as you should, to be honest with you. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude, but we're talking about a coaching staff where the Eagles, the last, not even just the Doug Peterson era from the Chip Kelly era, were so predictable because they lived or died by their scheme. There was no changing and adapting the offense on a daily basis to take advantage of mismatches, uh, advantages. None of that happened. Those it was always twelve personnel. Let's stick with the twelve personnel, or a Chip Kelly system. Nothing new. We got to stick with the offense. The offense will get away, get its way. We just have to execute. That was always Chip Kelly's excuse for things not working out. Jeffrey Lurie had to go through two staffs where the coach was so stubborn, and he thought his system because it was successful at one point can continue to be successful going forward, and that's just not true. It was a sinking ship both times. 
The offense was dead under Doug. It was predictable. You heard the same things the last year about Doug Pierce's offense as you did about Chuck Kelly's last season in the NFL. I mean, excuse me, the last season with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now they bring in this coaching staff where I know Nick Sirianni, what he had to say to Jeffrey Lurie to get him hired. I'm going to cater our system. I'm going to bring in a coaching staff that's going to keep the same vision that I have as we cater our systems to the players' advantages. We don't do this stuff anymore where we we trust the system to win it and the players have to adapt to it. No, 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 no. We base our offense of what the what the players do best. And Joan Rager comes out today and he goes, I'm going to be lining up in the slot this year. And people go, Jalen Rager already, after his first round pick last year, he's supposed to be the Z receiver of the future, is already uh, being demoted to the slot. You're missing the point. They hired this coaching staff to line up their guys and put them in the best positions to succeed. Jalen Rager's speed will dominate a slot corner over the top every time. That, that slot corner is going to have to get safety help. And that's going to free up one of those guys. Devontae Smith is going to line up in the slot this year, and he's going to be a mismatch advantage. It's depending on who you're lining up against. What slot corner are we going against? Are we going against Jordan Lewis in Dallas? I don't know if he's even the slot corner anymore for them. But I'm just using an example. Are we going against Dory Jackson with the Giants who's lining up in the slot? You have to dictate and go against the guys who you have. Jalen Rager, I think, would do fare very well against Jordan Lewis of Dallas. I think he'd have a day against him in the slot. Would he do that against Dory Jackson? I'm not sure because I think Dory Jackson would stay with him step for step. I think it would be a battle. But Devontae Smith, however, I think Devontae Smith would shake Dory Jackson pretty well with his route running te- uh, technician. Dory Jackson's not amazing. He's a good player, but he's not amazing. and He's also injury prone. But that's an example. Travis Fogelman is going to line up in the slot. Dallas Goddard's going to line up in the slot. It's a matchup-driven league, and the point of this coaching staff is, and they're telling you it, they're literally having press conferences and telling you what we're going to do. Everybody's stuck at, what are you going to do? Are you going to run a 4-3? Are you going to run a 3-4? What kind of offense is it going to be like? And they keep telling you, it's not going to be a Pacific... Excuse me. I have such... A speech impediment, I apologize. It's not going to be a regular scheme anymore. We're going to change it up weekly depending on who we're facing and tailor it so our players succeed every individual week. And that's how you don't stay predictable like the Eagles have with the past two coaching staffs. That's how you keep evolving every year and you keep that long-term coaching staff. That's how Andy Reid has had the longevity and success he has in the, in the NFL. He changes up everything every year. Now Kansas City, before they had an offense, you could beat them through their offensive line. Not anymore, because Andy Reid has to change it up every year. That's where Doug Peterson failed. That's where Chip Kelly failed, is they always trusted what they had and what they implemented to succeed at the end of the day. You have to change every year. You have to adapt in this league. It's just a known fact. Every fan knows that. The coaches had failed to do that in the past. Now they bring in a coaching staff who's literally telling you to your face on a microphone, we are going to adapt our systems to our players' strengths every individual week. 
So no, Jalen Rager didn't just tell you he's going to be a, the slot receiver and that's it this year. Because once he said that sentence, that's what everybody closed their ears and were like, oh my God, he's already playing the slot. They're, he's, he's already in the Nelson Aguilar category. I'm going to be ecstatic watching this offense this year because every player is going to be put in position to succeed. And if they can't do it at that point, if Jalen Rager can't do it at this point next year, and if he looks like he did this past year, I know he was injured. And again, this is where I said context matters the most. And why we're missing the context is number one, worst rookie season in NFL history. And it will go down in history as that. I know there was some Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert, what they did last year and chase young, you know, anomalies. That just shows you how great players are going to be. Honestly, it does. That just shows you how great those guys are going to be going forward. And I, had, I spoke to Kayvon Wallace of Sports Illustrated. That's exactly what he said. He goes, you know, you have to take into account our rookie seasons last year. We're, we're awful. We got thrown into the mix with no OTAs, no offseason at all. You expected us to come out of, I mean, he didn't say this to, to this extent, but you're expecting, I'm saying it now, you're expecting these kids to come out of college straight and go straight into the NFL and that's it? Just figure it out. That's not how it works for every player. And their rookie seasons don't define their whole entire careers. So that's the great, that's the best part. You know, we're stuck with the PFF ranking of Jalen Hurts as one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. We're stuck with, you know, the doom and gloom of the Carson Wentz situation. What's going on in Annapolis? We have to focus on him. Yet we're missing what could be potentially great here because, you know, Jalen Hurts showed a lot of positive for all the negatives that people like to point out. Showed a lot of positives for a guy who didn't have an offseason and, you know, was really supposed to hold that clipboard as quarterback too every single week for, you know, his whole entire rookie contract with the Eagles. And he stepped in, made the starting quarterback uncomfortable, took over, showed leadership skill right away, and has the whole entire team already buying into him. And, you know, there were some impressive numbers. There were. So I'm excited. You know, Nick Sirianni's not going to... I know everybody's like, well, he's always worked with these pocket passers. And it's true. I'm going to be interested to see how he tailors his offense to have Jalen Hurts have the most successful sophomore season he can possibly have. But he's going to. That's what they're trying to tell you. We're going to put our players in the best positions to succeed. Jalen Rager, one week, when he's playing 30% of the snaps in the slot more than he is on the Z, is probably going to be more successful because... They dictated that matchup. They went into the week's practice and they said, hey, Jalen, this is going to be the best position for you to succeed. We're going to play you majority here because this matchup is just too great for you. And look, he's going to have a good game. That's what we're looking at from this this team now. That's what we're looking at from this coaching staff. Stop getting stuck with the narratives. Stop getting stuck with they have to run a certain scheme. Like, well, they ran the Y9 with Jim Schwartz, the West Coast hybrid type offense. With Doug Peterson, Chip Kelly's up tempo, three four under Billy Davis. That was it. That's all we're used to. We don't know anything else. We're going to learn a lot of football and a lot of concepts about football. Every even the average fan's going to over the next several months with Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon, Saints agent at the helm with his coaching staff because they're going to throw something different at you. Every week of this, especially their their first years in the league, nobody's gonna know what to expect from them. Year two is when I'm I'm excited to see what this coaches have. I, I'm not gonna put all these crazy expectations on this team because I still think being a rookie head coach and a rookie play caller, it's gonna take time. 
And him and Jalen are going to take time getting used to it. The chemistry is going to take time. But I think this team could probably put a, a late season surge to make you confident going into the next year at least. And you're two with them. That's what I'm really excited to see. I'm really excited to see how they adapt because they're saying all the right things now. But if they're really going to not adapt and change and, you know, say what they're saying and go with a matchup-driven league, I'm excited. Because that means you're never going to see anything. You're never going to hear a defensive player say the Philadelphia Eagles offense is predictable like you have the last final years of the, both of the last two head coaches. You'll never hear that again. I think that was what the Frank, I, you know, I hate to bring it up, but the Nick Sirianni hire is and the Frank Reich influence behind it. Frank Reich is known for that. You know, he's known for switching it up every single week, not doing the same bland stuff. Everything's different with him. He has balance. You know, the run game one week, the pass game the other week. We're It's a matchup driven league. And that's where Nick Sirianni is bred on. So I'm excited to see what they bring to this coaching staff in doing so. So when you see these narratives and that, you know, even Roto World already put it out. Jalen Rager says he's going to play in the slot this year and everybody's going crazy with it. And, you know, that's going to be like the most debated thing now in Philadelphia is your first round pick after a year is already going to the slot. Blow it off, guys. Let it go. That's not true. That's not the case. And you know it. You should know it. You should watch if you're not if you haven't been watching Nick Sirianni's press conferences yet or Jonathan Gannon's first press conference, go back and rewatch it. Just listen. They're literally telling you, I can't tell you what our offense is today because it's going to be different tomorrow. I can't tell you what our defense is going to be like because it's going to be different every single game. It depends on the matchups, and that's how this league is nowadays, and that's how you build a winner and a long time winner. So I just wanted to cop on here real quick. I had to get this off my chest. This was this was seriously bothering me. You know, all the negatives around this team, and I understand them. You know, it was a crazy offseason for the Philadelphia Eagles, no matter what fans want to suggest. But there is a lot of positives, too. And to, to tear down Jalen Rager when the cards were stacked against him and playing with, honestly, one of the worst starting quarterback plays last year in Carson Wentz. And, you know, he, to pick his game up a little bit when Jalen Hurts was in there. Still, there there is stuff Jalen Rager has to correct. And I think effort on the field is in question. And I do believe that will be a question throughout his career. And I think it will frustrate fans. You know, when it's going good, I think Jalen's going to be going great. When it's not going so good, I, I, can't, I can't say I'm confident it will be going great for him as well. Or is, he'll always be there. But to, to tear him down and completely put up a list of like what he can possibly be. That's just unfair. You know, we have to add the context. We have to. Every single player was bad in this offense last year. They got rid of the two of the three biggest culprits of why this team failed last year. And Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. They kept Ty Roseman around. They trusted him. We'll see if that pays off. I who are who am I to say it will? I know fans don't think it will. A lot of fans don't think it will. We'll see. But you know, you got rid of the two biggest culprits of why everything was failing, and you're trying to fix that. You're trying to bring in something new and and different quarterback quarterback you gelled with better. 
different offense, an offense that's going to at least utilize you better to your, your, your strengths. So why are we, why are we, we should be optimistic about Jalen Rager next year. There's no pen. There's no coronavirus holding him back. There's no offense. that's just asking him to go do go routes every, every possession. So to, I understand if you want to go off the stats and the stat book, but I mean, that's literally not telling you that tells you 20% of the story. You have to add the context. And I understand the social media side of it and getting the most retweets and everything, but come on now at some point, this stuff is just going to get saturated and watered down and people are going to stop listening. You have to argue both sides of the point. And I agree with some people. You can question Jalen Rager. That's fine. I'm just, he's telling you he's literally fine with it. But he, he's also saying you need to keep the same energy at the same end of the year because I'm about to prove you wrong. You're just hell, if you're going to keep doubting me, go ahead. You're feeling me. But still, I, I, the doom and gloom around here, it, it bothers me. You know, there are some positives with this team, and you can look forward to this season. You don't have to put playoff expectations on this team to enjoy this football season with this team. I know everybody wants to win. I get that. But, you know, Rome wasn't built overnight. You know, I didn't expect Doe Peterson and Carson Wentz to come in in 2016 and light the world on fire after taking over Chip Kelly's mess. Why would I expect to see from Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts? I just want to see progression. I just want to see some positives. I want to see something that, you know, I'm confident in building with forward like I did in 2016. I was confident in that. And Carson Wentz is a starting quarterback moving forward. I was confident in Doug Peterson and his coaching staff. Go ahead and make those moves that you did in the 2017 offseason. The Eagles are in position to do that again next year if this works out. If this works out with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni and they look good, that's going to attract free agents. People can't even stop raving about Jalen Hurts as is. Do you hear what people say about Jalen Hurts on the Philadelphia Eagles team already? You're hearing it on the Eagles team. You hear it through Lincoln Rally. You hear it through Alabama players. You hear it through Oklahoma players. Very prominent players talk highly of Jalen Hurts. There was times during the season where DK Metcalf, folks, DK Metcalf, the wide receiver that the Philadelphia Eagles fans begged for that the Eagles passed on, commented on the NFL social media handle on Instagram saying, why haven't the Eagles benched Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts is very highly thought of throughout the league by players. If what he does this season is good and he shows the Eagles he's their starting quarterback going forward, folks, they have $40 million, close to $50 million in cap space. Hopefully three first-round picks, if not two and two seconds. Oh, my God. Now you're excited. So why can't we focus on maybe that possibility instead of focusing on the negatives and what, what is Carson doing in Indy? You know, it's sad. That's why I'm so frustrated. I said, I have to take my platform and I have to go on and vent my frustrations because I have to be the voice of reason against this madness. You know, I'm not special. I'm a small time sports illustrator writer that finally got noticing got a, a, a little bit of a break. My podcast is, is great. You know, I have a great time doing Eagles Unfiltered and talking football with everybody. And I love doing it with Ed. And I love talking about the birds. You know, but I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm a know-it-all. I'm not going to act like I'm the best in this industry. But I had to come on here and, and, and speak how I feel because this is ridiculous. Like, I know fans are, I know I'm seeing a lot more excitement. I think OTAs have really picked up the excitement. But 
to see colleagues in the media just harp on the negativity. Harp on, you know, what Jalen Rager failed at last year when there's so much context you can add to that to make you feel better. <laughs> or at least make you think, you know, year two, I can give him a chance or just like a chance to at least maybe feel better. Because if he doesn't prove it this year, I, I, there's no argument I have for him. I'm sorry, there isn't. I, lo- I love the kid. Love his father. Going to have him on the show again soon. But I, there's no argument I can have against it. I can't. But it just bothers me. It really does bother me. And it bothers me that we're we're so focused on, you know, the doom and gloom of what happened with the Carson Wentz situation that we can't be, you know, there's, I think there should be a, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I think some people may feel differently, but I don't think there's enough excitement around what Jalen Hurts could possibly be and him starting this season and what it could potentially be. Because when they had that 2017 offseason, folks, what happened? They won the Super Bowl. You know, if the pieces are right, and the chemistry's in place. It wasn't like they won a Super Bowl after being seven and nine the year prior. If the pieces are in, are correctly in place, all you add is the extra components, and you got a Super Bowl contending team. They might be that close. We'll find out this season. It doesn't have to be playoff. It doesn't have to be playoffs to prove it. That's why I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for the second year quarterback who is incredibly young, a dual threat in a in a league where. It's adapting to having a dual threat quarterback and them succeed and win MVPs. I'm excited. And then three first round picks. I don't even care if Harry Rose is making those picks. You're at least hitting two out of the out of three of those, hopefully, but at least one. And if not, you're trading another one for a player because that's usually what the Eagles do. It's supposed to even a three. Are you kidding me? And we show that we're we're a seven and eight win team that. That's on the rise. I can take that first round pick and get a player. Yes. So much this team can do. And you know, if even, if Jalen Hurts doesn't pan out, at least your hope is Nick Sirianni showed you that he can be a coach in this league and, and your defense is good enough and you can take those picks and you get your quarterback and you just try it again with the quarterback. At least your coach showed you he's worth it. There's a lot to be positive about this team, folks. I'm tired of the negativity. I'm sorry. That's why I had to come on here and and speak against it. Look forward to Jalen Hurts. Look forward to Jalen Rager. Look forward to Devontae Smith. Look forward to this new coaching staff because what they're saying, they're saying all the right things. I know saying that and producing are two separate things, but saying all the right things this early is important to me, and I think it should be important to you too. Don't get sucked into one sentence. Listen to them speak the whole entire time because they're painting the picture for you and the media is not really doing a great job of portraying it well enough. And I apologize. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. We'll be back soon. Giovanni has Ryan Kerrigan on this week. Also, E-Rock and then Gail from 4th and John will also be on on Friday. It's going to be a great episode. Can't wait to hear Gio talk to Ryan Kerrigan and vet him before he's officially a Philadelphia Eagle. Again, follow all of our work on si.com slash NFL slash Eagles. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.